Welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Preview. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you. As you can see, it's only a dynamic duo tonight. You don't have the shysty hood. One Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman is on vacation. This is his week off. Yeah, sure, he picks it during training camp. But hey, as we speak, there's NFL football being played. Not watching because I'm here with you all, but who else is here? Who's always here? Well, not always here. We've been in and out, but it, it wouldn't be the same unless I'm here with one Brian Anthony Davis. Brian, how are you doing tonight? Jaguars, Raiders, or hanging out with Dave? You see what I picked? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you had better options. T -t today's a, today's an interesting day, right? Today is a very special day. Um, yeah. And I got a chance to celebrate it with my son on his 15th birthday. 15 years of Connor Michael Anthony Davis. I am so glad. Uh, we, we had an awesome day. Uh, we went about an hour down the road um, with a couple of his buddies, an arcade type of thing, bowling, cheesecake factory. And the big thing for him is the Apple store, which is the apple of his eye, Dave. Oh, gotcha. What is it? What what are they? Apple Apple geniuses? Is that what they're? I've never been in an Apple yeah, store because I was you know what I, I think I think like five years ago he could have been an Apple genius. I yeah, he could have worked there. They uh even when he was 10, we'd go there and they'd be like, Wow, you could work here. He's like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> in other words, he's pulling a Sheldon Cooper. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. it's ironically, you were also at the Cheesecake Factory, but you know what? We could talk about it all night, but That's you know why true. we're here. Yeah, I know. You, you, you like those references? Yeah, but then for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And today was a good day because I got to do a breaking news podcast. It's a good day when I get to do breaking news podcasts for the right reason. Most of the time they're for the right reason. This was for the right reason. Brian, what did what was your first thoughts, your first, your knee-jerk reaction when you heard the news of a two-year contract extension for Deontay Johnson? Coming in at, I know I can't remember what the extra money, 36 point, was it 36.71, something like that, is the new money because in all, over the next three years, it's 39.5 million. What were your thoughts? I always like keeping a team together, and I have been a proponent of Deontay Johnson, but if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I, you know, I was foreseeing the future, looking at my crystal ball and saying, you know, he's not a stealer next year. So little bit surprised, but it told me a couple things. One, that they value Deontay Johnson here. Well, they should. And then this was before I looked at the money, Dave. Then I looked mm -hmm. at the money. I mean, even before I looked at the money, I'm like, well, at least that's over. Because I yes, I hate the holding stuff. I didn't think that he had the leverage that a TJ Watt would have um, because of that. Then when I saw the money and I saw a very magical number, not really the money, but the place he is now with this new contract among NFL wide receivers matching his uniform number, that told me that the Steelers got a steal and Deontay is still in good shape. Yeah. Now, just to clarify, when we talk about those numbers, just, you know, me being the numbers guy, I like to then... Explain a little bit what's going on. When they look at the contract extension and they rank it where it is with other receivers, it's done by new money. New money with the new years. So they don't count 
the two point oh what was it that he that he was going to make this year i'm trying i'm trying to remember and i'm trying to look at it real quick all right the 2.79 million dollar base salary he had for this year in the last year of his rookie deal when they do those with those ranks they look at the new money and new years that's where the 18 plus million comes in because it's the it was that 36 for two additional years. When you look at what you're getting with Deontay Johnson over the next three years, you could look at it either way you want. You could look at it and say, hey, we would have had him for this amount of money in 2022 anyway. I'm only worried about the new money. Great, fine, look at it that way. For those that like to look at it, hey, how much are we paying him over the next three years that, that the Steelers have him? That that oh, well, Sorry, how much are the Steelers paying him? The fans don't pay him. How much, how much are they paying him in those next three years? Then it comes to thir- to just over 13 because it's 39.5 over three years. So it's either way you want to look at it. But just so people know those numbers where they look at that ranking that you're talking about, that's based on the new money of the deal. He got a little bit more. Uh, did you see? Because um, there was there was one tweet that was shared out there. I know someone put it in the Slack channel. Did you see the one that was talking about 20 or wide receivers drafted in 2019, not in the first round? Did you see that list? I saw so many lists, but he's, <laughs> he's he's up there. Well, he he was down on the list when you look at the total money, but that's yeah. because his was only two years. I'm talking stats, though. Dan. Yes, yeah. Well, no, yeah. I'm, I, I was talking about the contract, and I did notice that he did get paid more than Hunter Renfro. So therefore, I feel that that's pretty good. Um, so it's funny. Um, George in the live chat says, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to bring this up. Why not?" He says, the fans really do pay him, Dave. Think about that. You know what? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Acrisure is paying him. That's that's my argument. Um, where the money comes from is 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 debatable. But that's a good point, George. Uh, that's a good one. So, <laughs> but what does this really mean? I, I want to tell you. Because what I was going to ask was, was I, I, I can't remember what it was. It was going to be sum it up with one word or something like that. Um, but any other impressions about this that, that you want to bring up, Brian? I asked you your knee jerk. Yeah, go for it. So when I'm looking at this, and the title of this show today, Dave, is why is this a better, why is this better news than most people in Steeler Nation would think? Because I'm sure there were a lot of knee jerk reactions that were thinking, he's not worth the money. But he wasn't getting paid what the Tyreek Hills and the Debo Samuels and those guys were getting. He wasn't getting that money. So I really feel that the Steelers are the number one thing for the Steelers is no distractions. Mm -hmm. Because we heard, well, you know, you could franchise a guy. But when there's a hold in and then you hold in could lead to hold out. You know, with uh, the whole Le'Veon Bell situation was a major distraction in more ways than just the running back. I mean, that that, that kind of infected the entire team for two years. You know, when's he coming back? He's coming back by this date. And you were you were there. You were on the network when we were dealing with that. And it was just and then he never came back. And so you kind of worry about that. Now, you know that there is a leader of that that stable. And you know, there's some exciting guys in that stable too. You know, I really think that Chase Claypool is going to have just an amazing year. We love what we're seeing from the rookies right now in camp. And Anthony Miller is a yeah. shining star too. So that's five really, really good receivers throwing Pat Fryermuth and Najee Harris 
and you've got a lot of guys that can catch a lot of balls. Then you look at what has this man done in three years as a Pittsburgh Steelers that other Pittsburgh Steelers have done? Well, he's number 20. He's number 20 as far as yards in franchise history right now. And he only played three seasons for this team. Then you look at the fact that with uh, wide receivers only, I'm not counting running backs, and he's not far behind the best running backs in Steelers history too, but he has 254 receptions. And he is fair. I mean, one great year, he's in the top 10. But I don't think there's, I think there's only about, actually, no, I'm wrong. I think he's in the top 10 right now as far as receptions go with that 254. So he's looking, I think he's at number 10 and 13 if you count the running backs. But I think you have some continuity there. You don't have any distractions. And you have a guy that has put up some really good numbers over the last few years. And his his complete the completion percentage to him is, uh, you know, we can't count the Lynn Swans and the John Stallworths in this because, Dave, they don't have the targets no. listed, but I mean, he's, I think he's second only to uh, Antonio Brown and not by much and and Heinz Ward by like 2% at the most. So the balls that get to him, you know, a lot of people think that, that he's a drop machine, but now it's not as bad as what you would think. Just, it's like the juju factor. Everybody thought juju <laughs> fumbled a lot. I juju was, had two major fumbles. How did you know that was one of my talking points to talk about tonight? Doing, we've been doing no, this a long time. You're, you're exactly right. Deontay Johnson's drops were better last year. He didn't have any until what the last five or six, five, five or six games of the season is when they came in. He had five, but he also had two in the postseason. So the thing is with Deontay Johnson, you're exactly right. They come at such terrible times, just like the narrative of Juju Smith-Schuster's a fumbler. He wasn't a big fumbler. He had like the least amount of fumbles per per touch in, when it came to the Steelers. It's just when he did fumble, it was at a really bad time. So you're exactly right there. Go ahead. I don't, I don't want to cut off what you were saying. No, you really didn't. You know, <laughs> it, all I'm going to say here is – it's the perception of when you do it. Yeah. You know, if, if timing if, is everything, <laughs> if, if Deontay had those drops in the uh, first four games of 2020, not the last four games of 2020, you know, yeah, it, it's then he improved, you know, you're talking about a guy that played in the Mac and that rookie year. And those were some glaring drops. I get it. But notice what happened when Mike Tomlin set him down in 2020. He was near perfect after that. So that yeah. shows me a lot about him as well. And this is not a situation, Dave, I'm going to stick up for you and stick up for myself here and everybody else at BTSC. A lot of us that said that we didn't know if he was going to get paid or not, because we didn't. Because, yeah. you know, this is, this is a factor where you have all those factors that they can go ahead and pay him. We never said that we are not hypocritical here, though. We never said <laughs> that he does not deserve well, to be on this team. I'll, we I'll said that he deserves it. We, we said that he deserves it. We just don't know if they're going to do it. Yeah. Now I feel good that they did it because that means he meant something to him. Now, to me, it, it's not that. 
to me, it was less about the Steelers and more about Deontay Johnson. And let me explain that for a little bit. So I, well, first of all, I was one that completely dismissed people that wanted to trade him because I didn't like that notion. I'd said it in a number of shows, but I'll say it one last time just to get it out there. Why would the Steelers own with, they, they had one receiver coming back that had any significant snaps played from 2021. Why would they want to have all new receivers and all new quarterbacks in the same year? You need somebody else that was there. That's why it wasn't smart to deal him away. It wasn't, it didn't sound like something that the Steelers would do as one of those things that I say a lot. Now, when it came to Deontay Johnson, I wasn't saying, oh, they're not going to sign him. I, because it was, I remember on the Scobro show talking about this. All right. Uh, who was there? It, we had, it was when Bradley Locker was on with us and it was who gets, a, who gets an extension, and who doesn't. And it was Mickey Fitzpatrick who then got it. I think the next day after that episode, um, Chris Boswell and Deontay Johnson. And we said, we think they'll get two out of the three, which we thought, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, quoting the, the, the late great meatloaf, Two out of three ain't bad. You know, I'm a big, so, I'm a big <laughs> Marvin Lee a day. I'm like yes. a huge fan of Marvin. So, and he was yeah. a big fantasy football guy. He was in over yeah. 60 leagues, by the way. Oh, yeah. He yeah, big, big guy, former shot putter. I liked him for Ooh, that as well. I like that. I like um, that. so uh, two out of three wasn't bad. Didn't think Deontay Johnson was gonna get done, but I thought it was more about Deontay Johnson. If I was gonna describe what you know, Deontay Johnson with this whole process. A lot of times it's like, oh, the hold in, that's not a good idea. That's everything else. I, if I gave one word to it, I'd hyphenate it so I could see what it I'd say level-headed because he didn't go out. I mean, if you look at this contract, you would think the reason that the Steelers weren't going to sign Deontay Johnson is he was going to ask for so much more. This is not a crazy contract. This was not a crazy amount that he was going for. But it makes sense the amount of time from Deontay Johnson's perspective, because he gets it, he gets the money now, but then he'll be a free agent before too long. When you know, I, I assume the salaries will continue to go up because you'll probably see a boom in the salary cap in years to come. So he's not, he's only locked in for three more years. So he'll have a chance at another payday. He can then prove what he did. He, what he does without Ben Roethlisberger, although he didn't have Ben Roethlisberger's rookie season. That was also his rookie season, but he, it didn't seem like he had crazy expectations. And this did not play out in a really negative way of how him or his agent were at, was acting about things. It seemed that actually, other than him just not practicing in teamwork, team drills, it seemed pretty calm and level-headed. He didn't, he took a good deal, but he didn't need, need to have a crazy deal. Steelers fans are still burned by Le'Veon Bell. They still are, in my opinion. Is, is that fair, safe to say? Yes. Because Le'Veon Bell was offered a great deal from the Steelers, but it didn't have enough guaranteed money, which is funny because now they are giving more guaranteed money with the Steelers. Two of the three years are guaranteed. Um, but Le'Veon Bell wanted even more than that. But the biggest thing was is he was so caught up with the guaranteed money, he didn't look at how the Steelers do things. Like, if you're getting all this money up front and in year one and two, they're not going to cut you before that time. You're going to get that money. But he was so caught up on something that wasn't as important that even though he was offered a deal, in my opinion, that was way better than what the Steelers should have offered, and he didn't take it, that just kind of didn't give 
Steelers fans are still burned by that. They don't have a lot of confidence that the players are going to then do that. Quick question for you. Would you consider Deontay Johnson the first wide receiver that the Steelers have retained on a second contract since one Mr. Third and Fifth? Or do you count the one year last year of Juju as being a second contract? Does that question make sense? <laughs> yeah, yes. It makes ton yeah. ton of sense. You know, really, actually, yes, it should count, but in my mind, I don't count it. Does yeah. That, it is a second contract. Yeah. I mean, literally, it is. It's another deal because it was one more year, but I don't consider it. It was kind of, uh, it's like, you, you know, when, you, when you're like 22 years old and you're unlucky in love and you've got, You've got a friend that's of the opposite sex and you're like, you know what? 20 years from now, if we're still single, let's get together and we'll have a baby. Oh, that's your, that's your backup plan. Yeah. The backup. <laughs> and I almost feel that's what Juju and the Steelers did in 2021. Okay. I, I kind of feel like that's, that's uh you're not getting what you want. We're not getting what we want. Let's just, uh, let's try one more year and see what happens. Yeah. And, and that that's what they did. So I agree with you on that. I'm just, I just don't think this is, that was a true extension. Well, because, you know, it really wasn't a true extension in my mind. That's coming. Mean, they're paying more for them this year than they are. They did last year. So because of the void years that they did. Hey, real quick, we've got a 499 super chat from Steeler Lee. Thank you very much. For we'll get that in the tip jar. It says with DJ getting paid based on future cap space, does Claypool walk? Let's not even worry about it. I mean, I, I know was... you, just paid, <laughs> you you paid money for that, and I understand that's just looking down the road. But the only thing that I'm going to say about that is, right now you would think that because a mm -hmm. year ago, and even on draft day, we're thinking up, oh, DJ's gone, Deontay mm -hmm. is gone. There's they're not going to keep him especially when they went ahead and especially when they didn't keep them on a, uh, I'm sorry, when they drafted two other guys this year, they're like, okay, this is a message for Deontay. He is gone, but no, he's not gone. So a lot of things can happen in a year. You never know, but the Omar Khan era is a different era. It's, it's almost like, you know, he went to uh it, I can imagine the conversation. He goes to Art Rooney too. He says, man, I love everything Kevin did. I was with him for 20 years. I love it. But with your blessing, I want to do things a little bit differently. I, I feel like there's a, a few things that maybe backed us in a corner with contracts. And I think if we're a little more aggressive with our own personnel, but don't go crazy, I think maybe my plan might work a little bit. And then Art, Art too looks at him and goes, you know what? That's why I hired you, Omar. Go for it. But if it goes a little crazy, I'm going to reel you back in. I love the phrase that you use to describe that. Aggressive, but not crazy. Aggressive, but not crazy. I think that was 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 getting this deal done. I didn't think it was going to happen. I just thought there was too many other things. And I thought maybe this was a narrative that I said a while ago. I thought maybe the Steelers wanted to see Deontay Johnson coming off of a Pro Bowl, even though he was a replacement, without Ben Roethlisberger. What does that look like? Or did Ben Roethlisberger 
make make you have these numbers because he threw you the ball so much? Or did Ben Roethlisberger throw you the ball so much because you were the guy that could get open quick and he was throwing quick and he trusted it? That's questions that we still don't know the answers to. And we will learn those in 2022. We thought we might be learning them before Deontay Johnson got a deal. But that's not the case. This is two years in a row, Brian, that we are surprised by a receiver signing. We did not, meaning we, the Steelers fans, did not think that Juju Smith-Schuster was going to be playing with the Steelers in 2021. And we didn't think Deontay Johnson was going to be playing with the Steelers in 2023, even though we were going into 2022. This is two years in a row that we've been surprised, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And we could be surprised again next year when it comes to Chase Claypool. You know, yeah. But is it I next could, year? This is year, right, this, four, this is year three, four. right? Yeah. For so, him. Yeah. This year. Yeah. So it would be next year. Yep. Yeah. Because it would and, be going into year four. And, and you know what? I, and I get that. And I hope that's a problem next year. Yeah. I really well, do. I, I just realized I didn't actually answer the super chat myself, did I? No. So it was, it was, I'm going to bring it back up with DJ getting paid on future cast pieces, Claypool walk. Well, you're talking in two seasons from now. One, two, what's he going to do in those? Def- well, I mean, if you think about doing this next year, you got to see what he does this year first. You got to see the kind of year that Chase Claypool has this year first. You talk about players being in a contract year. Rookies that aren't first round draft picks should look at year three as their contract year because they want a new deal before that last year of their contract. I mean, they, that's that's what they want. So this is like a contract year, but the Steelers would have them for another year. So remember that. But the bigger answer to that question is he doesn't have to walk if they're not paying a huge quarterback salary. As long as they don't have that, they can actually yeah. pay for these other pieces around them. And, and that's, that's a big thing too. So, and we talked about that when Mason Rudolph was drafted, we talked about that when you brought in Mitch Trubisky for $10 million and now you're bringing in Kenny Pickett on a rookie deal. So if you're not paying that huge amount of money, then you could look other places and you could have a more well-rounded team. And so all I'm going to say about the whole Chase Claypool thing is I'm going to bet dollars to donuts that we're having a problem with trying to figure out how the Steelers are going to keep him because I really think he breaks out in a huge way this year. I'm laying money down on Chase Claypool. I'm doubling down on Snake Eyes. I'm not. Do you want to know why? I'm not yet because he's not practicing right now. Okay. That's why. He comes back to practice. Then I'll get more excited about him. I when as soon as a guy's not practicing at training camp, you're a little bit leery about it. And we're going to get back to Deontay Johnson. Some people were asking some salary cap questions. I'll do my best to answer those. But before we do, I was kind of segueing into another piece of Steelers news from today. And that is you don't want to bank until they're actually there practicing. Steelers got someone back practicing today. Yes, what are your did. thoughts on Minka Fitzpatrick returning to practice and coming off of the non-football injury list? Huge. And you know what? I'm going to steal from our guys and our guys that are Kyle Kreiss and Greg Benevit from what Ian's talking about a couple of weeks ago when they were talking about him falling off the bike because Kyle recently fell off a bike. And yeah. had and, and hurt himself pretty bad. Yeah, but um, he's my age, so it, it takes yeah. you forever to recover. But but he's just you know, just don't down, downplay an NFI. Yeah, but you know it's good to see him back. 
he's you know some people were making jokes about you know oh he's out that means uh you know got too much money and i just saw somebody mention well remember boswell shut down after he got a money no you, you get hurt you get hurt that just that just happens at the wrong time but minka is the cerebral leader of that team i like the old triple h you know you know i'm a big wrestling guy triple h is one of his nicknames was the cerebral assassin <laughs> And I think I, I think that'd be a great nickname for Minka. I think he is just a thinking man's player. I think he's a no-nonsense guy, especially when he beat the living daylights out of uh, Snake Eyes. Um, you know, number 11 last year. I just think he's one of those guys that that he is, what's he, like 24, 25? But I, I feel like he's 55. I, I think he's just that guy. He's a he's like the 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 kid in uh in american pie that uh that uh was trying to go after like stifler's mom and he's the guy that's like he's into all the adult stuff and smoking a <laughs> pipe and that that's that's kind of what Mika he's, reminds me of. he's he's ted mosby at the at the at the freshman <laughs> orientation party yes yes with his pierre noir or whatever it is and he cut it with some cranberry juice and he's like it's trying to seem so sophisticated and everything. Absolutely. So, 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 yeah. So that's some good stuff there with Minka Fitzpatrick coming back. And to to me, what I really like about that is the notion of Demonte KZ got some playing time and got to stand out. So you almost got to see a little bit of what else the Steelers have to work with if they're going to be using multiple safeties on the defense in certain packages. So that was that that's one of those hey this it kind of stinks that Minka Fitzpatrick's not out there. This is just a byproduct of where you can where you can take advantage of a situation. Hey, Deontay Johnson not practicing with teams as he was waiting to get his deal done doing the hold in and Chase Claypool being a little bit banged up with a it's a shoulder, right? Shoulder, shoulder. Yeah. What are you seeing? The rookies. You're seeing the rookies. You're seeing Anthony Miller get to get to do some of his stuff where some of the beat reporters are saying at this point, he's making a case that the Steelers couldn't possibly cut him. So, but remember, they have they still have another week and almost a half before well, a week and a practice, I guess you should say, before their first preseason game. So those kind of things can um can can change. But there's always various things like that. Um Anything else you want to say about Minka Fitzpatrick, or are you ready to dive back into Deontay Johnson? The last thing, I mean, I just think he is ready to be a leader, and he has been a leader. You just, like I said, cerebral assassin. You just, he doesn't care that you give him the uh, Ben Roethlisberger suite. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want all the accolades that TJ Watt is getting. He doesn't care if he's a 99 or a 69 on Madden. It does not matter whatsoever to this guy he just goes out plays earns his money and wants to be a champion and i think it's i think it's huge that he's back there because he is a solidifier and man they when they they gave him that deal i was so happy and he's still not your number one guy on that team as far as when you think of superstars yeah, because you've got you've got the reigning defensive player of the year, and and you've got and you've got oh, captain, my captain. Yes, yeah, which uh, 
you know, I'm stealing this from Yin's as well. I did not know that Najee Harris calls him Big Unk. And I Big love Unk. that. Yeah, I, I love I that, that nickname for him. That's Big a good Unk one. is perfect. Yeah, well, I'm I, I have to say, uh you know, lo- love me some big unk. But getting back to Deontay Johnson, the nice thing about him signing this contract extension is is you probably, if you're live on YouTube or Facebook, you might be able to see it. It's kind of tough. But I now have two different signed mini helmets up top. The, my mic is in the way of one of them. There you can see them both. One of which I've had and I busted out, and that was for one Deontay Johnson. The other one is one that I just got recently, and that is one, oh, Captain, my Captain, Cam Hayward. So I felt like I could definitely put out – I didn't want to put the Hayward one out yet. I know that you got a, you've got a picture there, a signed Fine. picture. So I, I was just really happy that I'm like, yes, yes. You know, I, I was happy when I could wear my juju hat another year last year. Now it's retired. It's put away. But back to DeAndre Johnson, I just – the biggest thing I feel with him – well. You said about Mika Fitzpatrick's contract. One of the great byproducts of that was it really screwed up the Bengals negotiating with Jesse Bates. It really did. Um, so that that to me, that's a little bit funny. Um, but with Deontay Johnson, you kept thinking that these other deals might that are coming with wide receivers might mess things up and push him even higher, push him even higher. I think the Steelers offered him a fair deal, and I feel Deontay Johnson took a fair deal. Yeah. When it really came down to it, Do you, which, I, yeah, I just think it's fair. Go ahead. Which I was thinking about this earlier. You know, we want to go back in time and talk about Le'Veon Bell and talk about how greedy Le'Veon Bell was. But when you, I noticed this back then, and we, you agreed with me back then that a lot of it had to do with the agent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I hear Le'Veon Bell talking a few weeks back, that if he had a time machine, he'd go back to 2018. And that's what really strikes me. It seems like Deontay Johnson has an agent that cares a little bit more about his players and realizes that if he cares about his players, he's going to get his 10% later. He's going to get paid. He knows he's going to get paid, but maybe not damage his players because that agent, I forget his name from Washington, D.C., for Le'Veon Bell, he really screwed up Le'Veon Bell in a lot of ways. Honestly, I think he screwed up his head, meaning what he expected, because wasn't there a report in 2017? That was the year that he played on the the franchise tag the first time, right? Wasn't the best deal given to him in 2017? And didn't the agent agree to the deal and Lev Bell turned it down? That well, was before I was with BTSC, so I'm not sure if that's completely accurate or not. But that was a report what, that was out there. There, there was some double talk from that agent. Yeah. If I, if I recall correctly, I could be wrong, but I've heard that. But I have heard that before. But it seemed like you got different stories with different reporters from that agent. Yeah. I just feel like this is an agent that said, "Hey, look, Deontay, you know." You're getting Do you want to play, play it in the court of pu- public opinion, or you want to just get the deal done? Yeah, and you're in a situation too where you know you win a ring with this team, or you can set yourself up to be 29, 28, 29, and get another deal if you keep putting up the numbers that you do. But this is a very fair, fair deal for what you're doing because the bottom might drop out on wide receivers at one point. We might break the bank and then it might have to go back, reset itself. 
I know that yeah. sounds crazy, but that could possibly happen. And for anybody else that is mentioned like, oh, you're still paying way too much for you're going, you're not. And you're going to be paying a lot of money for anybody with a W and an R next to their name on their stat sheet, on their trading card, because wide receivers are getting that money right now. There was a time when running backs, you always could count on two or three running backs going on in the top 10. And then as years went on, man, Najee Harris went at what, 22, 24 last year, 24, you know, 24. So, and he was the first one to go. So it's, it's really funny. And people were complaining that the Steelers took a running back in the first round when you shouldn't take a running back in the first round anymore. So, you know, trends change and this wide receiver trend that, Christian Kirk and the Jaguars messed up is, you know, that's going to, that's going to change. That's going to reset one of these days. Yeah. Hey, I want to bring up something real quick, just because I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to probably mess this up, but is that, is that Pino Bordone or Bordone? I'm not sure. I think it sounds like, I think it would be more sophisticated as Bordone. I mean, like okay. if you run into Pino Bordone, because it doesn't have the little accent yeah. over the end. But Pino so Bordone is the one yeah. I want to hang out with. Right? Okay. But said, give those away, meaning the mini helmets in, b- behind me for the suicide pool prize. No, no, because I already have the suicide pool prize and Ooh. I'm not announcing it yet. Well, I don't even know. You're not even me. telling me. And I'm I'll tell you after the show. Okay. <laughs> well, I can't tell you because then you'll forget that we're not supposed to say it. And I, you'll mention it. When do podcast. I do that? Well, only ever. <laughs> I don't do that. I, I've never done that. You've never. I have in. You announced that the Steelers signed Tuzar Skipper to the practice squad. Well, that's different. <laughs> that was different. I didn't know that. That it was a pre-write that we were. I, it I was didn't know you were doing was pre-writes. Going, we wrote the article to get it ready, and then he got picked up on waivers. You just that's started doing that practice at that time. Yeah. And I had no idea, and I had a show uh, in five minutes. I'm like, ooh, I've got something that Tony and I can talk about. Yeah, I Instead of our favorite non-pro bowlers from the 80s. <laughs> yeah, but no, it, it was that was one of those things that, oh, the Steelers are planning to sign two-door skipper to the practice squad. Hey, let's get that article ready. So we get the article ready, and they couldn't sign to the practice squad because when the waiver claims came in at 4 p.m., boom, he was claimed. See you later. And the rest is history. But Oh, well. <laughs> hey, hey, just call me Heinz Ward because I changed the game. There I you changed go. the way it's played because now yes, what you, you do, do now. You no, write free write or <laughs> but which we call Brian proofing. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> hey, that's Brian fine. Proof the I changed on the, the dashboard. game because that, that's what I do. That, you do. I do. I, you, that, I'm, the, I'm the guy. You know, you baby proof stuff. That, I'm the one that finds the flaws in stuff. I'm loophole Jones. There, yeah, babe. you're the guy. <laughs> Oh, and it's so, oh man, I could go into story after story after story. Like, yeah, well, because of this person, it's kind of like in, in my softball league, we have a bunch of rules. Like there's like our rule book is huge, but what, what we always say is like almost every one of these rules we could name after a person because, because of this person, we have to make this rule. So this is kind of the, that, that, the, that's, that's the, what we do with Brian. Okay. So we now have Brian game changer Davis. All hey, right. Hey. 
Are you tra- are you going to trade me to the fan? Is that what you're going to do? No. Okay. So you're not trading me. No. So, no. You know, no. No. You live no. with my piccadillas. No. So anyway, but no, we will have when I get those. I I don't set up the survivor pool stuff too early. Because then people, when I, the first year I did it, I set it up nice and early, and people forgot to make their pick week yeah. one because they did it so much. Because I set it up so soon, Brian was one of those. Got I, you know, I changed the game there too. <laughs> the game. I've been in survivor so, polls that if you miss it at the beginning, you can still have the Monday night game. I was like, oh, I'll just pick the. Monday oh, this night game this is one that it's it's a it's a it's a Sunday one p.m. Eastern deadline. Did and, not know and, that either. And if you but if you do if you're going to do the Thursday game, you just got to do it before it kicks off. So yeah, that's just the way it works. I I write that all in the article. So if you don't know what I'm talking about because you're listening the first time. We've done a contest. This will be on this will be the fourth year where we do a survivor pool through Yahoo Sports, um, Yahoo Fantasy Sports. We have several hundred people, and you pick one team each week. If your team makes, if the team wins, they have to win. Can't be a tie. They got to win. Then you go to the next week. But once you use a team, you can't pick them again. And if they don't win, you're out. And it takes a while. But we made it. You get to the end of the season, you got to start picking two games each week. When we, I mean, we were down to a handful of people last year. It went longer last year than it ever had before. Lots of fun. So far, we have given away signed. I might get them in the wrong order, but I'll see. Assigned Marquise Pouncey football, assigned David DeCastro football, assigned Joe Hayden football, which is ironic because none of those three players are with the Steelers anymore. Um, I will, other than the name, the last two words are the same. I'll tell you that. It is another signed football game this year. So we're, I'll at least say that. So let's oh, get I, back to Deontay Johnson. I thought you were giving away my finny pants. <laughs> you can give away your finny pants. We can give them to the runners-up. There was two runners-up last year. I offered them a prize. You know what the prize ended up being? I said a very small prize. You you have one of these because I gave it to you. It oh, was yeah. a it was a behind-the-steel curtain magnet still on the, that could go still on, on your van. car. Um, one person would not respond to me and give me their address for me to send it to them. <laughs> it's only one of the, so only two people got them because I gave it to the person that won as well. So there'll be more information on this as it gets closer. That will probably be set up, if, I, if we're smart, probably right after the last preseason game when you have that all, you know, two weeks in between there, between the last preseason game and and when the regular season starts for the Steelers uh, is when we'll get that going with the survivor pool. Whew. Back to Deontay Johnson, because I did say in the breaking news podcast, I gave some numbers or I just rounded them off about contract stuff. Someone else was asking about it with the salary cap. I'm going to give some things real quick. I saw a few conflicting reports. I'm going to go with the one that I think seems to be the most accurate, and it also gives me some nice numbers. And this was from Mike Garofalo. Where's he? Was he the NFL Network? That sounds I think right. So I, that sounds right. I, I trust Garofalo, yeah. though. I think yeah. Um, is that he said? Because now remember, this is now thirty. We're looking at the three years, the thirty-nine point five million for three years. They say that the Steelers guaranteed twenty-seven of that, and that's over the first two years. So that right there should tell you that Deontay Johnson's base salary for his final year of his contract in twenty twenty-four would be twelve and a half million dollars. So if they decided to cut ties with him after two years, that's the amount of money that he would not get. And he would just have a dead money hit 
which I'll get to in just a little bit. So that's the one thing that you can deduce from that that 12 and a half million was his was the was his base salary in year three. Then it says that he that it's also reported that he's getting paid 19 million dollars this year. Now that what you get paid this year is your base salary and your signing bonus. So the next thing that that tells you right there is that in year two, Deontay Johnson's base salary is $8 million because that's the amount of money left over in the middle. So there you've got that. So then the question is, how is that $19 million broken down? How much of it is base salary? How many of it is, is signing bonus? The way the Steelers used to do it and often did it, but now it hasn't been exactly this way. It wasn't this way with Minka. That's what surprised me is you give them their their first year, they have the minimum base salary. And for Deontay Johnson, with being in his fourth year, I'm pretty sure that's like 1.035 million is right around there. So I'm going to round it to a million. Is that fair, Brian? Yeah. Okay, yeah, round it to a million. That. So if he's if they do it the way they had done it in the past, $1 million in base salary, that means he got an $18 million signing bonus based on these reports. That means... That split up over over the three years when it counts on the salary cap to six, six, and six for each year, which means Deontay Johnson would have seven million, just over right around seven million dollars for his salary cap hit for this year. Plus, he's got two hundred and some thousand dollars in dead money from his original uh, sign, uh, signing bonus as a rookie. So that you throw that in there, so we'll we'll say it's right around. We'll even round it up a little bit. Let's say it's seven point three million is his salary cap hit this year. His current salary cap hit, meaning I say current, meaning before this deal was just over three million. So you're talking about going up. Is that this is going to count another four plus million dollars on the salary cap? The Steelers are probably going to have to do something in order to get that back. They're going to need that at some point during the season. That could be done based on players they release could maybe make up some of that. Um, you know, if you've got some players, let's say, I'm going to throw a name out there, somebody like a Marcus Allen. If he doesn't make the 53, that's $2.5 million saved on the salary cap. Just saying that. Um, so it could be something like that nature after they go down to 53. Don't be shocked if after the Steelers have their 53-man roster, they look at how much money they need and they restructure TJ Watt's deal for that amount and that amount only. They don't need all $17 million they could get from restructuring TJ Watt and pushing it into the future. If you don't need it, why borrow it now? I think they just need to figure out how much they need and then that then figure out the amount from there. That's some money. Did I just did I melt your brain, Brian? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's oozing out right now, but I get it. This is why I talk to you. This is these are the questions that I want to know, and the first person I think of is Dave when I have these <laughs> questions. No, because you you seem to know this stuff, yeah. and I don't even try to know anymore. I just yeah. call Dave. Is that they didn't make his base salary? the minimum of the 1.035 because it's there's what is it four to seven years i think is is that i think you got to go maybe it's four to six either either with seven years or eight years is when it bumps up to the 1.12 as a base salary but they gave him four million as a base salary which which made his cap hit this year a little bit higher than what it had to been if they would have given him that other three million as as the signing bonus because you're going to pay him that anyway 
It's just in how much you want to split it up and send it down the road. So maybe the Steelers didn't want to push more down the road, and maybe they have him with a higher with a higher base salary this year and less of a signing bonus. I don't know. We'll have to get some some details of the contract. That's well, not the one thing, but the main thing that's missing from this contract um, and how that works out. So just thought I'd throw it out there. Brian, we're 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 moving on pretty good with this show. Anything else you want to say about Deontay Johnson before we get into our trivia? No, once again, you know, I I love the signing. I never thought this was gonna happen. I love the trust that Deontay has put in the Steelers. The Steelers have put in Deontay. This is a good union. We never, I mean, there was a lot of people in Steeler Nation just bouncing on this guy, saying he was greedy, saying he was holding out before he ever held out um, just Mm -hmm. because he missed one practice. You know, there's a lot that goes into this whole thing. Um, This was not ugly. It could have been. But I want you to go back to a very special year, 2005, and there were big, I mean, it took a long time. Heinz Ward wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember that whole thing. And he wasn't around a whole lot in that in that preseason. And he was threatening. And and a lot of people were worried. And right around the second of the last preseason game against Philadelphia, they announced his deal. And I know Dan Rooney got involved in that. Next thing you know, a couple months later he's hoisting an mvp trophy from the super bowl so am i saying that's going to happen no all i'm going to say is that a lot of guys do this 1977 dan rooney had to go to the airport to uh track down jack lambert and they had to have a meeting there because jack lambert was mad and he wasn't coming back and they had a they had a you know clean some stuff up and uh give him a little bit of a raise then so but we don't hear about that stuff and these guys that are heroes now they've complained about money too so just like you going to your bosses or just saying to your buddies i'm not happy i'd like to get a little bit more why why shouldn't you get more if you believe in what you do and what you can do so i mean let's uh let's take this as a lesson almost that you know these guys they're uh they're working they're working for their living and their family. They just have, they're on a different scale. And I get that, but they want to keep up with the Joneses and they want to feel like they're getting what they're worth. And I'm really glad that this did not get ugly. And number 18 is going to be with the Steelers for a few more years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I'll, I'll ask another quick question. If it wasn't for the Deontay Johnson hold in, would Steelers fans this year even remember that tj watt was a hold in last year <sighs> probably that's, not in that's my opinion. question yeah <laughs> that, that stuff went right away when when the the sex kept on climbing and climbing, yeah. and, climbing. <laughs> and nobody remembers the heinz ward thing yeah I mean, I mean i know they do but i mean it's it's repressed so much because you don't even think of it because good things followed it and that's what i'm i'm hoping is going to follow here but you know what? We we have this thing in Steeler Nation that we've got to have a bad guy on the team, on the 53-man roster. And I don't know why, but there's always got to be the guy that you worry about next. Who's going to be the next one that people are on? Is it going to be, is it still going to be Devin Bush? Is it going to be Chase Clay- Claypool? But Deontay Johnson has been that guy a little bit. And I've never understood why. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, because you guys claim that I hated him right off the but, bat. And you, you did it. But, <laughs> I know, I know but, Jeff. No, <laughs> I'm sure that's all we would have been hearing about this episode if Jeff was here, not on vacation. So um, thank you, one Jeff Hartman, for um, being at the beach. This is great. <laughs> um, but next week, Jeff will be back, as will we, and we'll actually be previewing a game. I, I, I'm, I'm so excited for that. That's That's when it really gets into it. I talked to my brother off air after our Scobro show because it's what we do. And actually, I saw him yesterday and we're excited because we know what our if you haven't ever checked out that show at the end of the show, we ask a big question that people put their answer in in the live chat and we bring it up and we read it for everyone. It all started with everyone giving us their 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 predicting the scores for each game each week. We know what our big question is next week because we've got a game coming. This is so exciting. I can't wait for this. Brian, do you have trivia tonight? I do not, so I'm going to defer to you. <laughs> good, good, good. All right. Got to go with a little Deontay Johnson-esque question. And I have to admit that my data only goes back to 1992. Okay. All right. And, the re and there's a great reason for this. And that is... That's all the further the pro football reference goes back for this for these particular statistics. Okay. okay? So we got to go from 92 on. People make a big deal that Deontay Johnson had such a low yards per target in 2021. Oh, he got all those yards and everything, but look how much he was targeted. He didn't he was very low in his yards per target. DJ DJ, yeah. Deontay Johnson, DJ, that's fine. We can call him that. He is not the first member of the Pittsburgh Steelers since 1992 that had over a 1,000 yards receiving and had less than seven yards per target because Deontay Johnson had 6.9 last year. Who and when was the other one? I'm just going to guess that it, it's a guy uh, that we lost recently. It might be 1996. And it could be Charles Johnson. 1996, Charles Johnson. In 1996, Charles Johnson went over 1,000 yards on the, on, on the season. But he actually, since 1992, had the third highest yards per wow, target okay. of 10.0. Wow. He was one of three that was in triple digits. I was going to possibly ask this as a follow-up question. So we'll get back to that in a little bit. So, because the because number one and number two was the same player, um, and I bet you you probably know who that is. Who would have the most yards per target, going over a thousand yards in a season? That's that would have been higher than that. I would think, say, Mister Deontay Johnson and uh, and uh, fifth. Well, no, no, it was no. It's one player. The oh, same player was above him. Actually, Mister Third and Fifth. He was the next two below oh, Charles okay. Johnson. Who because would be no, someone that would have got a lot of yards with less targets? A lot of yards. Oh, Mike Wallace. Might have been a little bit of a one-trick pony, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he had 10.5, and 12.8 was his best in 2010. But back to the original question. Deontay Johnson, 6.9 yards per target, over 1,000 yards. Who was the other wide receiver for the Steelers since 1992 to have 1,000 yards and less than 7 yards per target? If you want to take another shot at it. I'm going to take one more shot at this. And I, because they, I don't think it's, I'll try Plexico. Plexico Burris and had his lowest yards per target 
on in a season where he went over a thousand yards uh in 2001 but his lowest was 8.4 you know what it's got to be juju with those 97 catches maybe juju what year that would have that would have been in 20 in 2020 he didn't go over a thousand yards okay juju schuster only went over a thousand yards once in his career oh and that was and that was 2018 yeah okay and he was at 8.6 huh I'm You're a little bit that. stumped, aren't you? Okay. Yeah, you you got me. And then, believe it or not, this player had less yards per reception than Deontay Johnson had this year. This would be in 2001. Heinz Ward? And it would be Heinz Ward. Heinz yeah. Ward had 6.9 yards per target in 2001 when, and still went over 1,000 yards. So interesting that that, that uh, everyone was was so about that and yeah like i said he had less yards per reception than deontay johnson they were both um under 11 uh, dj was 10.9 and heinz warden 2001 was 10.7 so sometimes that happens sometimes you sometimes you're getting the the yards but it's taken a lot of catches to get there depending on if the steelers are asking to get those 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 little nitty-gritty yards so we kind of answered all my questions there as we went along. So that's that's what I had with that tonight. Very interesting. Good stuff there, Dave. Yeah. So, Brian, you want to go ahead and hit us with your final thoughts? I indeed do, my friend. And I want to talk about something that uh, you and I discuss a lot. And I just mentioned Charles Johnson. Mm-hmm. And so we lost Charles Johnson about three weeks ago and at the age of 50. And now we lost another Steeler that I have a feeling that not a lot of you know who this man is. It's uh, his name was Jack Delaplane, and he played in the seventies. He was also, you know, if you also go back and look, there's been some news lately about the legend of a man named Chuck Steigerwald, who used to break into the stadium and, uh, what he would do is he would he broke into the Super Bowl that one year and it it made Paramount or Peacock or HBO Plus one of those that they just had a huge feature on it and it's a it's a legendary tale and this is the guy who backed it up because he was sitting next to him on the uh, in the locker room of I believe it was Super Bowl thirteen that he broke into so this is this is a guy that talked about it it was he was a running back for the Steelers. Um, Played, you know, he was one of those guys that uh, helped fill out the roster, played a lot on special teams, um, got some action here and there. But uh, the Steelers lost a, uh, you know, a part of their legacy when losing Jack Delaplane. And with what I want to mention is when we lost Charles Johnson, there were some people that said, you know, well, he came before my time, so I don't know much about him. So I bring this up because there's a lot of names out there that you haven't heard of like a J.R. Wilburn, like a Lynn Shadnoy. There's so many names that grace the black and gold. They didn't win Super Bowls. You don't have them on your trading cards. You don't know much about them, but they're a major part of this legacy, like a Jack Delaplane, like a Mike Collier. There's guys that, that uh, Leroy Thompson in, you know, in the early 90s. There's guys that did a lot for this team that, it would be great that if you knew a little bit about them because it helps enrich your Pittsburgh Steeler fanhood. And it's really nice to know a little bit about the legacy, just like you would look at the Schofield family tree 
and find out that you have somebody in there. Um, I also teach communications for, I teach communications for scouts and the merit badge. And I had, I was doing this online and one of the boys did a speech and he was doing it on the Titanic. And here he said, yeah, my, uh, the reason I'm bringing, Dave, you're looking at me crazy. But no. the reason I'm bringing this up is because he is a distant relative of a woman that was on the Titanic that a lot of us heard of that don't know a lot about. And it was the unsinkable Molly Brown. Brown. And he is, and he showed me, you know, parts of his tree where he's related. I'm, I think that's so interesting. So there's a lot of people that came before us in pop culture and Steeler culture. That's really cool to learn about. So check out names like Jack Delaplane and Charles Johnson and other names, but rest in peace to uh, Jack and uh, his family. Uh, you know, best wishes to you. Yeah. That's I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't realize that that was one that uh, Steelers Nation had lost. I'm going to just reiterate the excitement for this preseason getting underway. Uh, I'll probably check out because of doing the show. I haven't got to see any of the Hall of Fame game. Kind of see what's going on there. Check out some highlights. It's exciting to see NFL football going on. We are going to keep bringing you everything here at Behind the Steel Curtain. With the with the website behind the steel curtain.com. Make sure you're checking that out. If you want to know what's going on every day at, at training camp practice, we have a tracker going on that's updating as things are as news are coming in every day as it's happening. Now, of course, tomorrow will be tomorrow night. Don't forget, Steeler fans, tomorrow night is the Friday night Friday night lights practice. So those reports will be coming in the evening because the Steelers will not be practicing in the afternoon. But then we'll be turned around for a for a preseason game. Next week, I really am excited about this. Brian, are we ready to end the show right this week? We ready to do it? You we are. All right. So I guess I had to say, Dave, take us out. Hey. We'll see you next time.